Hi there, and welcome along to another episode of A Serve of Leadership. My name is Ian Crawford, professional speaker, coach, and trainer, specializing in leadership and influence. Joining me again, the very one and only Ash Dash Ludi, leadership coach and consultant. Welcome back, mate. How's things? Mate, absolutely fantastic. It's a, uh, it's a good time of year and a good time of day. Well, well it's the simple things, I guess, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just really happy that it took 20 takes to get through that introduction. So, so let's quick, before I stuff up again... Let's get into it. Uh, what have you come up with today? Mate, well, today's topic is actually a, I guess, a query or a question that has come up from one of uh, our watchers or viewers. Uh, Katie from Adelaide threw out a great little question and she put a little bit of detail behind it, but her actual question was, what helps to make leaders stand out? So it seemed like she left it intentionally broad, like there wasn't yeah. a... A specific piece to it but that idea around of well how do you I guess stand out or what can you do to stand out as a leader in your day-to-day -day? what do you reckon about that let's do this so shall I go okay. first mate kick it off then tell me what's what's your first tip for Katie I've got a simple but a very powerful one and it is listening oh very nice sound effects and everything I might have to dub that as well so I think it's mm. listening uh, listening is one of those things that we all think we're good at, but very few people are. And as simple as and as strange as that sounds, those leaders who truly listen, and I don't mean mm. just stick there and hear words hit, hit you in the face or in your senses, but truly mm. listen and learn to be very present while talking to you is such a rarity that they really mm. stand out. And I appreciate that it's a really challenging thing to be able to do simply because, you know, I'm running to this meeting, I'm running to that meeting, I have 20 phone calls and my emails are a thousand deep, et cetera, et cetera. So my head is everyone. But there is those expert leaders who have the ability, no matter what's going on, that when the person is in front of them, one of their people, that's their whole world. And it could be for mm. 30 seconds, but they have the ability to shut everything out and be right there in the presence with that person. Mm. And it's not just being passively just you know, staring someone in the face type thing. It's, it's about hearing what they've got to say and asking curious questions uh, to really understand the person's thinking and where they come from and have that really deep understanding about what they're really saying that. And when people do that, people notice. And it's not, it's not just a rah-rah thing. You, know, you imagine that you, know, you as a leader, that when I walked up to you, I knew that you were going to take me seriously. You may not agree with me, but you're going to take me seriously. Mm. You're going to ask me questions. You're going to check for my understanding. And no matter when I left you, I'm going to feel safe. And I know you're going to take on board what I said. Whether you act on mm. it or not is a whole other thing. That's an incredibly powerful place to be to leverage off other parts of uh, what leadership leaders do. So it's what I heard someone say the other day. Uh, it's simple, but it's not easy. Uh, listening so mm. that's my first tip on how to stand out what about mm. you that's, mate, that's an in, that's an interesting oh come on now mate that's uh that's an interesting one because i think uh it must have been about two or three days ago uh literally that came up in conversation i was working with someone and they had mentioned to me how valuable they felt the experience of having that opportunity to chat with their leader because they just felt like there was that sort of laser-like focus 
mm. around what it is that they had to say, you know, and the value that they were contributing. So it was interesting. I think you're probably uh, on the right track there, I would have thought. So this is where you accept things graciously. Well, thank you, Ash. I appreciate that. <laughs> Man, now you're probably wondering what my first one is. I, I, I so am. I've been waiting. I want you to press Katie. All right, uh, come on. Well, I don't know about that, but certainly I think uh, one of my observations is that leaders who stand out are ones who have the ability to feel comfortable with a bit of cognitive dissonance. Right? Um, and so I guess a, a brief understanding of co- cognitive dissonance is is when is that people are actually quite averse to inconsistencies of thought in their own minds. So what does that look like in, in the real world? Well, my favourite example is you might hear the doomsday um, proponents, right? They go, the world is going to end. And they go around beating the drum, the world is going to end. And so you have to, you know, get ready for the aliens or whatever. And then what happens is the world doesn't end. And yeah. then the dissonance or the freak out in their mind but there's this whole pile of justification that takes place to still prove that their idea that yes they were right but yes explain away the world not ending or in a similar conversation i was with a group today actually where part of their job is actually helping to um challenge uh, teams and organizations around the physical health side of things you know and they will often have a conversation with someone around uh, you know, the fact that better eating habits can actually not only help their health, but their performance. And there's often a, a dissonance that people have to face where uh, at that moment, they're realizing that the behaviors that they're doing doesn't actually align with their thought of them either taking care of themselves or moving to a, a healthier space. And so mapping that back into the leader's world is getting comfortable about understanding there is that dissonance that takes place in your mind and not immediately justifying the reasoning behind it, but actually I think tapping onto a word that you mentioned of actually understanding that if I approach that with a bit of curiosity to actually find out whether I am right or not, or whether the approach that I have taken is right or not. Because a lot of times leaders in particular will get a lot of different and differing information around uh, how they're going or whether they're on the right path, both strategically or even just individually. And they need to deal with a lot of that dissonance that takes place. Now, a lot of people, if they're not aware of it, very quickly justify, you know, um, they very quickly search for information that helps to uh, ensure that they don't cause that uncomfortability for themselves and they are yet yeah, on the right path. Great example, just watch Donald Trump right? and anything that he does, he's able to explain away, even though if he does a complete 180, he's able to explain away exactly the dissonance that is in his mind. Whereas really good leaders actually sort of search and become comfortable with that uncomfortability and search for the truth sitting behind it. Because sometimes they will absolutely be on the right path and sometimes mm. not. That's my first one. Yeah, and that feeling of what the hell, um, mm. that cognitive dissonance doesn't necessarily mean they have to change, but it, I think it's a real um, tap on the shoulder for leaders that, you know, we've now hit the edge of your thinking and we've now pushed outside that. And yep. we, we, should, we need to get to a point where we celebrate that because well, what's the old saying? A brain once stretched will never return to its um, starting point or whatever it was. Uh, right. Yeah, so, you know, I, I know leaders who just get really 
confronted by that. And, and Mr. Trump is a great one. So if he can't answer away, he goes on the defensive. He gets really aggressive and he you know, calls it fake news and you know, all those other things that he does rather than going, well, hang on a second. Is it a good idea? Mm-hmm. Checking in with it and coming back going, I, I, heard, I heard what you said and this is what I thought, but I'm going to stick with what I know. That's what true leaders do. Or, hey, that's a great idea I never thought about. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it comes back to one of our previous um, podcasts in regards to, uh, hey, just do what's right for the business. Doesn't, mm-hmm. You don't have to be right all the time. It's what's right for the business. And, and that's, that's as easy as it is to say it's a high order skill. So, Perfect. What's your number two then, mate? And I think you get the award for using the biggest words so far on the uh, podcast, cognitive dissonance. Uh, I only, only had to, you know, spend three hours thumbing through the dictionary to find that particular word. And okay. spell it. Go. So my second tip is about leaders having um, clarity around their success. Now, the really important mm. thing behind that conversation is, and this is both of us talking about this, we're talking about leaders who want to stand out because they're just doing good. They're just mm-hmm. very powerful and very good at what they do rather than um, people or leaders going, hey, I'm a leader, so therefore I want to stand out. I mm. think they're two different thoughts. I'm talking about the first one where leaders standing out just simply because the way they deliver and hold themselves and they're just their normal day-to-day presence is something mm. that really elevates them up and people go, holy moly, check that out. And my second tip really links into that in regards to having a definition of success is. And when we, we talk to leaders about saying, well, if you're a successful leader, how would you know that? You know, oh, people would say this to me and people would say that to me and, um, you know, I'd get this award. I have real trouble with that because there's a lot of external motivation stuff going on and mm. people who are motivated by external stuff, their motivation actually does that because if they're not getting motivated from externally, it drops off. I want to know leaders just look me in the eye and go, I just want to do a good job. I, just mm. want, to, I want to support my people. I want to move forward. How that goes is, is not important. And it's secondary to um, what I'm here to do. I'm here to serve and I'm here to do that well. And the, that has to be at your DNA level. Mm. You know what I mean? You need to be able to uh, have that right deep down because that will hold you in good stead when you are going through the tough times mm. and you don't explode and rant and rave in the tough times and, and in the good times as well, you're not all over the shop. You just simply, here I am, here's what I'm doing. As a leader, I'm here to serve and to support my people. Here I am. And that takes you know, high order skills in a variety of different ways. But the first one is to sit down and actually decide if that's where you want, want to go. And mm. so it's really having clarity and having a thought about, well, What's success for me? And then list to that. Yeah. So so often in that situation, uh, what can really help facilitate that is leaders actually taking the time to sit down and reflect upon these things. And I think that's sometimes uh, a gap that I tend to notice is that there isn't that reflection taking place. I call it tree time. Yeah. So just sitting under a tree uh, and just spending, you don't have to be sitting on a tree as a metaphor, but, and you know, just sit there and contemplate. <laughs> yeah, if you're on a tree, knock yourself out. But. Tree, tree time in Crawford, 2020. Uh, yeah, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. You know, when we, we both do workshops and we've worked together multiple times, when we ask the leaders, well, what does success look like? And it's really interesting to look at those beginning leaders and they, you know, they say all this stuff and, and, and we know 
as they continue into their career and move up the ranks or become more mature in the position that they are now, that mm. stuff, that's the things that they list that they did as a beginning leader changes dramatically. Mm. And, sure. and the, the way that occurs that either you reflect on it and change yourself or you just keep running into brick walls, get a bloody nose and have to change. But either mm. way, um, you're going to change and you're going to mature. I would suggest the first one under a tree is a lot nicer than running into brick walls. So uh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to spend some time. So, and, the, and, the good, and the good leaders reflect. They really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let, let me give you my number two then to extend off the uh, great it. work that you've set there. Mate, my number two tip would be uh, what I would call leveraging off the ancient Greek philosophers, the concept of know thyself. And what I mean by that is, look, you're never going to be great at everything, right? But what you will find is the very best leaders that I tend to come across will, will be generally outstanding at something. So whether it is their ability to remain calm under pressure and to, you know, to be able to see the bigger picture, whether it is the resilience that they bring to the table and how they're often able to outlast, say, many other um, individuals or teams or whatever the, the challenges it is that they face, whether it is their ability to be able to, uh, I guess, to connect with community and teams and things like that, uh, whatever their strength is, they know that they're actually very good at it. They know how to leverage that. Right? And so they will utilize that to their advantage. But on the flip side, what they also do is they'll often know that they've got some gaps. Right? So some areas that, again, aren't necessarily great strengths. And the two different approaches that I'll see is, one, they will try and take, well, what are the things that I'm really not particularly good at and how do I drive it up? Um, and that is one approach. Or the other approach is, know what I'm really good at and then put systems and people around me who can support me in the gaps that I have. Uh, and look, both can work equally. I don't think there's a, a right or wrong way. But the underlying principle to that is how well do I understand myself? How well do I know the strengths that I bring to the table? And then how do I then create, whether it is a team or a system or through my own development, how do I then cover the gaps that I also have? So for me, that real ability to know thyself, to play your strengths and to you know, compensate for gaps uh, is probably the second thing that I see that helps leaders to stand out because then, especially when you're playing to your strengths, you, you often resonate and you revel with what you're doing. Mm. Um, so there is an energy around that, that people are attracted to that makes people notice you in that side of things. So that's my number two, know thyself. And I think back to one of my um, very first leaders when I was working in government, I remember him saying very early in my career that he goes out and finds people smarter than him. Mm. to employ. Uh, he said, mm. why, why would I, I, I employ people that are less capable of me in, you know, in, in areas? I want people who are smarter and more knowledgeable and you know, all the skills that I, I don't. And that, the, the ability to do that, again, standing here in this nice rooms, talking to each other, sounds really easy to do. But that is a very vulnerable position to put yourself in. And it so, goes against a lot of the public perception of what great leaders are. You know, great leaders mm. know all the answers and they're out there driving having that conversation that you do is pulls the leader back and places it in the team with the rest. Mm. And, and, and that's a more of a guiding function going, Hey, you know more about accounts, move forward and take us on this journey. Okay. Enough time for you to come back. I'm now going to lead now because this is my strength. Uh, very vulnerable, but 
just simply by saying, you can see how it's an incredibly powerful skill uh, to get people to follow you. And, and also, like we're talking about today, to stand out. Absolutely. Okay, then. Come on, mate. All right, give here me, we go. Give me your number three. What you got? Uh, style. Oh. The style is my third one. Now, before everyone goes, what are you talking about? It's about dressing. That's very superficial. Well, you're right. If it's just about dressing up, uh, it is pretty superficial. But style is about how you show up. It's about your appearance, okay. it's about your confidence, and it's about your energy. Now, there is no question that the way you dress impacts on the way that people perceive you. Now, we can argue until the cows come home that that's superficial. Correct. It is. But that's the world we live in. And people make perceptions about other people they meet um, based on the clothing, their hair, their style, all that stuff, within three seconds of meeting them. Mm. And so if, I, if I'm a leader of a multi-billion dollar company and I turn up to work uh, in unkept clothes, that sends a message. Now, it shouldn't, but it does. And so therefore, we can argue it, but we have to be aware of it. So that's the first thing um, that turning up in unkempt clothes or inappropriate clothing is a presence detractor. Uh, okay. And also uh, the next thing about that confidence and energy, um, that's, that's a, a combination of your substance. So e.g. your knowledge, your experience, uh, those joining together and then adding it onto your body language. You could be the smartest person in the room, but if you're like, yeah, the, the solution to the, the problem is people aren't going, aren't going to take notice of you. And this is not being fake. It's about going, oh, hang on a second. How do I get my message across? And then being flexible enough. I'm not changing my values. I'm not telling my needs. I'm not changing my message. I'm just delivering it in a different package because I know this package works. Mm. And um, there's a great uh, TED talk and a great, and a following on that, a book by researcher Amy, Dr. Amy Cuddy, Mm. Uh, really good. If you're not on her socials, go check her out. I think it's the most second most watched TED talk is Amy's. Um, basically, your she says that your body language shapes who you are. Mm. And uh, over eighty, I think it was eighty-seven percent and more of your language and your message come from your body language. Mm. You, know, if, you know, let me give you two examples. The first one is, hey, Ash, you're doing a really great job. Well, what message did you receive? Was it the words that came out of my mouth or going, no, you're doing crap? Or, oh, I, was a, I was only listening to what you said. That would, <laughs> that would be a first. <laughs> Holy moly. Sorry. I'm, got, I got, I'm glad I recorded that. Uh, but also, hey, you know, I'm really good at what I do. You can see straight away the words say I'm really great, but the body language mm. says opposite to that. Mm. So... Yeah, and it's also really, um, you know, sometimes the really small symbols of what leaders can do that show that have the greatest impact. Now, things like turning up to meetings on time. I think that shows respect and trust in the people that you're turning up to. Now, it's pretty hard mm. sometimes because I just run from one meeting to another, but, you know, try and do it. Um, when there's argument and conflict in the room, that you're the calmest person in the room. And all these things come together to give you that style, that presence that makes you really stand out mm. and all the cool thing about that all of it is learnt behaviors it's not part of yeah. your dna go and learn it and you'll be great that's yeah. my third tip so it's, an, it's an interesting well it's an interesting one that one because the i think what we're actually contending with there is the 
I guess the, the biases or the, the natural mental models that our brains tend to form. Right. Mm. So you're right. If, you know, if you turn up sort of a bit disheveled and, and, uh, and it's often a bit of a surprise for people, people's natural reaction may be tied to previous experiences they've had or, um, mm. that hang on a second, this doesn't, this doesn't fit my picture of what a leader is. You may then deliver all the correct behaviors, words and things after that. And it's a question of whether you deliver well enough to actually exceed now those yeah. initial impressions. Right? Uh, so it, it's a, it's a funny one because part of me says, well, actually we should be able to make the decision based on someone's output and someone's behavior and someone's actions. And, but again, it requires us to have that cognitive um, effort to focus on, say, someone's individual output uh, and think, okay, well, hang on a second, that Ian didn't quite meet my expectation of what a leader looked like, but hang on, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. Actually, he is outperforming what a leader, yes, he's definitely a leader or individual, whatever situation. Yeah. It's just funny because it shows that initially impression. Um, you know, it's just our minds working to conserve us energy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've actually got to work quite hard to move past that. So yeah. that's, uh, mate, that's an interesting one. Okay, mate. Well, look, I think that's, uh, that's given, I think, a few broad tips across, uh, across all sides from both yourself and myself. So is there anything else you want to put into that mix? I'd like to hear what Katie thinks. So Katie, if you listen to this, send us another email and uh, tell us what you thought. Did we do okay? Yeah. Or well, we, tell us, we suck. Tell us what you got out of it and what you're going to go yeah, and use. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Ash. Well, we will be back next week discussing another topic around leadership. If you missed out on previous weeks, that's okay. Just click on the link below and it will take, to us, take you to our YouTube channel where all the previous uh, episodes are. If you have a topic or a question that you would like us to answer, please, please contact on the contact details below right now. And we would be very, very happy to address whatever comes up and uh, help you out. Thank you, Ash. Thanks, Crofts. You have a good week. You too. And thank you for joining us. And we will be back next week.